Today's show is brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the Colorado local coffee that has CBD infused right into it. You can subscribe right now and save 20% with Strava Craft Coffee subscription. We know a bunch of you have taken advantage of that one-time code, and now you can save 20% off your favorite coffee forever. You'll never have to put in your credit card info again. If you never tried it, it's the rich CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee. And you can use promo code DNVR20 to save 20% off a one-time order or get the subscription, have it delivered right to your door, save 20% on every single order. Strava Craft Coffee is great. CBD-infused helps you with backaches, migraines, joint pain, IBS, host of other things, and also it just tastes great. So try it out. Colorado local, Colorado's own Strava, Strava Craft Coffee. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. First, bow, bow, bow. no, it's a trombone. The first one, the first lounge of 2021, and it's a Losers Lounge. Calendar did nothing. <laughs> I missed 2020. Shocker. I missed 2020, guys. It didn't just work this time. This time it didn't just work when you kind of flipped the like calendar. We had so many more wins in the year 2020. We, we did, did have so many more wins. Um, man, there's a lot to talk about tonight, guys, because. I feel like there are a lot of layers to tonight's game. Mm. Um, some positive things, like uh, this is not going to be a sunshine and rainbows type of post-game show, but there were at least a few things that you can be encouraged by, but there were plenty more, plenty more that you can be discouraged by. I'm Adam Matas. I'm joined. You guys see we have a three-person set today. Brendan Vote replacing uh, Mr. Wind at Pepsi Center. He's going to be talking to Michael Malone, some of the players in the post-game today, and then he'll be reporting back to us. But I'm joined by the man himself in studio, Harrison Wind. <laughs> I just want to uh, take a day off from the game just so I could be on the podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I haven't been on the show in like weeks, so. <laughs> it, it, it's not as fun as you remember it, is it? Well, this is a lot different than uh, the <laughs> lounges after the bubble were for sure. I mean, it, it does feel, and then I'm, I'm joined, of course, by D-Line Co. What's up, guys? Did you guys happen to hitch that game? <laughs> we, all, we all caught it. And no, uh, by, by the way, Dev, we missed, we missed Dev. We do he's miss Dev. Here. He's not here. He's, on, he's out. Um, so... But seriously, though, last year we didn't have that many really down lounge. I mean, you you start what was the start of the season like eleven and two or something like yep. that. You get off to a hot start, so you never had that moment of like, what is this team? Where are they going? Like you always knew, like okay, they're a playoff team, they're good, this or that. And I still think that it's too early to really press the panic button on the season. Mm -hmm. But be honest, guys, it's hard to be too optimistic yeah. about it as well because some of the flaws that are happening that we're going to talk about aren't the type that you can just dust under the fridge. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to push the panic button for sure. It's uh, it's too early. Uh, we know the core pieces of this team fit really well together. We know that. But there are a lot of concerns. I mean, just kind of speaking about the game tonight, my like overarching thought is yeah. um, it felt like Phoenix tried to give this game away. Like in, in they the ran out of quarter, gas. They did they what ran Denver did at Sacramento when they yeah. were on a back to back. The Suns were in Utah last night on the toughest back to back in the league. They beat the Jazz. The Suns are legit. Also. The, Suns the Suns are very are, good. Are a very Suns good team. Are very good team. And look, they tried to give it away. The turnovers, like the, all the fouls, Phoenix was whistled for in the fourth quarter, and Denver stepped up its defense, played really well, and just couldn't close. So it, it's just disappointing because this was obviously one Denver should have. Well, you had. Well, usually I start by asking, and you kind of gave your, your, your first take. Usually I'd ask you, but I'm going to interrupt and give mine here first because I want to set the stage. The starters tonight won. 
you know, Paul Millsap only plays 19 minutes. He's at zero. Jokic gets into that foul trouble, which we're going to talk about. That was a big thing. He's a plus one. But Jamal Murray, you know, the plus 10. Gary Harris. And if you go to the other side and look at Phoenix, every single one of their starters in the negative. Denver mm-hmm. won those minutes. Yep. Their starters won the minutes. But once again, you look at the minute totals. Jamal Murray plays 41 minutes tonight. He was fantastic. I mean, this is... This was Bubble Murray. This like, was really the first takeover that Murray's yep. had this season. And it wasn't even – like, Jamal Murray's had great games in previous years, but this one to me felt more like Bubble Murray in that, like, he was getting to his spots and getting those shots. He was fantastic. But he plays 41 minutes tonight. Will Barton and Gary Harris both play 36 minutes tonight. Like, 36 is a lot. 41 is an insane amount for a regular season game. Jokic only, quote-unquote, plays 30 minutes, and that was with them not playing in foul trouble. Michael Malone cannot play this bench right now, and it's the, and that is, to me is the storyline. He knows it too, and he yeah. knows he it. knows it. He said it after uh, that last loss to Sacramento. I'm sure he's said it tonight. Just looking at the minutes totals, he knows it. But uh, we'll talk about the bench. But he doesn't trust his bench. He he he's looking for answers on who to play, what combinations to play. He, he's lost when it comes to his bench right now, and, and I don't blame him for being lost. I so after the Sacramento game. I said, you know, the bench looked terrible, but I think you had to stick with them because the Nuggets ran out of steam, and you knew they were going to on the second night of a back-to-back and whatever. But after watching them tonight, you watch it and you go, like, could he have stayed in Sacramento? Could he have stayed with them for two more minutes, three more minutes? I don't think he could have. They were hemorrhaging points. Tonight, just hemorrhaging points every second that they're on the court. And it's a real concern because it'd be one thing if we looked at it and we're like, you know, shots aren't falling or, you know, a couple miscues here and there. You try to conceptualize what that bench is supposed to be, and it's hard to make sense of it because it just, you know, Compazzo, Dozier. Dozier at the power forward again. You think you get Jamichael Green back, maybe they're going to go a little bit bigger. So maybe some of this is Malone's rotation, and we can kind of argue about that. But tonight is just another example, and it's a growing trend with this Nuggets. They desperately need a win, and they just do not trust anybody other than their core couple of guys. By the way, we talk about the starters. Will Barton, Gary Harris... Not exactly lighting the world on fire on either end of the court. Man, there's so many. God. Gary Gary Harris loses the ball. Oh, man. So if we rewind this game, exactly. Gary Harris missed dunk. Will Barton misses a steal that was a great defensive play. Will Barton actually had a couple great defensive plays down the stretch. Probably the play of the game, recovering to block that Jay Crowder three in the corner. That was like a game-saving play, maybe. And then... That, that other one that led to the Booker through, that right. was just unlucky. Yeah. Unlucky. So I, I think Barton was bad in this game. Yeah. I think he had a really bad yeah, game. He, he I think did. he had a great final five minutes. Agreed. You know, like, I don't I don't know how you weigh that or, or, or grade that or what have you, but the to your point, Eric, get, uh, Gary Harris misses a layup. I don't know what he was trying to do. Tomahawk dunk yeah, at that he, moment. He missed a layup. He missed a dunk. He missed a dunk. Um, sloppy. Just Will Barton misses that hand. steal. If like, you guys watch Gary on his layups, he always goes up with one hand. Yeah, he strong he palms He always him. goes up with one hand. If he's in the lane, if he's on a fast break, it's never uh, come back to bite him before, but it, it did tonight. But it's true. He just like, lost it. The, the larger point is that the bench just puts the starters in such a bad position. They just have to have to dig out. And then a play like that becomes magnified a thousand percent. But like the game was lost as soon as Jokic got his what fourth foul in the third quarter. Right. Like 
it was just, man. And the other thing is, like, we haven't seen. I'm really curious to see what it looks like when um, Greg Whittington comes in. I mean, I, we brought this up. Before, is Greg like, Whittington a, a real person? Is, is he a real is, person? Yeah, he's, he's signed. I think I a, saw him today on the bench, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not they sure. They signed like. him as a dis- defensive specialist, right? Yeah. And, and defense on the bench is as bad as it can get right now. With yeah. the always playing three guards, there's just like comically open uh, dunks that are happening. Just any big player, like nobody's even contesting when. The larger players are going out for bath. It's it's a mess, man. So we I want I don't want to go away from the bench here, but there are. I think you look at this game and you look at it and you go, when Jokic was on the court, he was fantastic. I mean, he finishes again one rebound shy of a triple double, seventeen points, eleven assists, nine rebounds, goes seven of thirteen, including three of five from three. That's a phenomenal stat line yeah, for when he was on the court. Now, I do. We talk about Jokic. First foul of the game, a take foul. Yep. Yep. A take foul. He gets through, I think, the whole first quarter or, or yep. close to it without a foul, and he gives one on purpose. Now, look, in most years, you got a bench. Let's say you have an average bench. Jokic being on the court or or not or not fouling, you know, to stop transition. You, if you don't foul, you give up two points. Jokic not being on the court in most years is worth six, seven points, right over mm-hmm. over the course of a game. Like if he gets in foul trouble, that's a six point swing. With this team. It's it's a twenty point swing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with him right now, if he has to go to the bench and you have to rely on Hartenstein, who's struggling, you know, or just undersized, have to go to all these guards. So, I think that Jokic has reduced his take fouls over the years. He has to completely eliminate them to the point that he might have to give up wide open dunks because I would rather him give up seven dunks per game on transition than take a single take foul yeah. at this moment. And I really hope that message gets through to him. If he could just never do a Euro foul or a take foul ever again, like I would be totally I mean, fine that. That take that. foul was bad, but the sequence where he got two fouls right in right. the neither, neither one was a foul. There are some very questionable calls for sure, but, you know, if he didn't have that one foul, right, he wouldn't have had to worry about but it. But there is something too, and and this is Michael Malone. You know, I understand why you don't challenge a second foul. Although if it was me and it's Jokic, I would just because it's like yeah. every foul is so challenge important. You, every foul, every foul. <laughs> well, every foul with Jokic that is not a foul. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. challenge it, and you know it was the altitude broadcast we were watching. We didn't notice if he pulled. Like it looked like he pulled the chair, but they don't show all the replays. So I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe an alternative broadcast showed an angle where that one was. But foul. the one after it was, I think, for sure not right. a foul, and that was his third. And that one you do challenge because it was the third in the first half, and Malone didn't. And I thought we were talking about it as we're watching it. It's like, man, you have to challenge that. You can't trust him. Malone then challenges the fourth foul, which was so obviously a foul. That had zero percent chance. It of had zero percent chance of getting. And you look at that and you just go, what on earth are you doing? Uh, I think a little bit of panic, you know, from Malone's part of just the oh god, we it's a hail mary or what have you. So, but Jokic tonight, you know, he's just he's such a good player and he's at the peak of his powers right now that he can't afford to give himself any Achilles heel. And I thought he did that tonight. I will say he played a pretty perimeter oriented game yeah, tonight. Great take, I great thought point. Um, five attempts from three, yeah. way more than usual. I mean, he hit three of them, so it's fine. But you know, I expected him to try to post up or I expected the Nuggets to try to post him up on DeAndre Ayton a lot more than he did tonight. He was floating around a lot on the perimeter. And I mean, Nuggets only put up 103 points tonight. Right. You know, that, that's another thing. Phoenix, I actually believe is the best defense in the league so far this season. How? I, I mean, I don't know other than the Chris Paul effect. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, I guess has a proven. No, but well, Kale Bridges is a really good defender no. as well. They've oh, got yeah. Jay Crowder too. So they do have good personnel, but I mean, only 103 points from the Nuggets tonight. And another thing, though, about them, the great offense. Yeah. 
And if you have a great offense, you can put pressure on teams to take the ball out of the net. I mean, these things are not disconnected. That's why I hate talking about basketball in terms of, you know, one end of the court or the other, because oftentimes there is a correlation here for, you know, one flows into the other. Um, with Jokic, though, your perimeter comment, I think, was great because we were talking about Jokic has been so good in the post this year oh, yeah. that you thought, take Aiton down. Like, Aiton's not a great defender. Take him down there and get him in foul trouble a little bit. Maybe get him in foul trouble. And I wonder if one of the things that happened in this game was. You know, sometimes Denver will have a playbook, and we thought he was shooting the three early, and we thought he's trying to draw him out. Mm-hmm. That's the first punch. That's the jab, and then you go to the haymaker, right? Right. And I think they just never got there because Jokic got in foul trouble. Exactly. And it was also a Jamal Murray game, too. You know, that, that's another part of this. Murray was dominant, and he, he really stepped up when Yoke started picking up you know, those fouls in the second half, and they kind of shifted everything. You know, to center around Jamal Murray. Yeah, it is true. Like I, that that's a great point. Like it felt like they had some sort of plan in place, but it's Mm. just like Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan to get punched, and then all of a sudden they were like scrambling. Uh, The Michael Malone was putting whatever kind of like lineups he could. Like R.J. Hampton was in for a minute. R.J. Hampton was in. That was wild. (laughs) If you want to know how much Michael Malone trusts his bench right now, R.J. Hampton, he was just like, man, rookie has you know whatever. We'll put him out there. Yeah. is there is there a single bench player you guys feel good about right now? Monte Morris. Monte Morris, who's not really tonight. He played thirty minutes. He's, he's pretty much a starter. He's pretty much a starter. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, absolutely not. I mean, I liked what Jamichael Green did tonight. Yeah, only, actually, that's true. Only Jermichael twelve Green. minutes, which I wonder if yeah. you know they don't want to play him that much coming back from the injury. I would think because I'm pretty sure Denver has him penciled in for more than twelve minutes on a night to night basis. Some, some of this is situational too. too, though. Jay Crowder playing a, a lot, you know. Yeah. So some of the four they went, they they go small, so you kind of match up with it a little bit. But um, and I don't know if Jermichael Green is the type of guy that you can go big to be like, well, they have to guard us because he's basically just a tall perimeter player on offense. So yeah. Um. So I don't I don't know there, but. Before we get to the bench, because that the bench is going to require its own segment, and we got sure. we're going to have to dissect every angle. Let's get to <laughs> let's get to who was easily. Do we have the graphic already for King of the Game? Let's yeah. get to the King yeah, of the Sam. Game tonight, which was, I mean, the lone I would say bright spot today, and that was Jamal Murray. Just like I said, Bubble Murray, thirty-one points tonight, forty-one minutes, goes twelve of twenty-two from the field and four of nine from three. Four rebounds, five assists, two steals. Yeah, I put it four assists. He had five assists. He had five. You really botched that one. He had four rebounds. I feel like that could have made the graphic. Four rebounds. I I didn't. I wasn't impressed by any of this. You were four of nine from three. I'm impressed by and and you know, I thought he played great defense tonight too. I'll have to go back and watch. Defense mm-hmm. usually takes me at least you know two wa- two watches to kind of get through. But there were moments that stood out defensively. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think Denver's defense was that bad tonight, to yeah. be quite honest. If you think back to the first half, Phoenix was unbelievably hot from three. Yeah, yeah, the first quarter. Cam Johnson, Langston Galloway. These guys Everybody. were hitting tough, contested threes. Miles Bridges. Yeah, I, I don't think it was the worst defense we've seen from Denver this year for sure. And in the second half, fourth quarter, they obviously ramped it up. Gary Harris played great defense on Devin Booker in the fourth quarter. Yep. I thought Jamal Murray was good defensively. I thought Will Bart was pretty good defensively in the fourth. So... Defense wasn't the issue tonight. I mean, in the first quarter it was, but you know, I don't think that was kind of the deciding factor. Um, uh, what do you think of Jamal's game tonight, Eric? Uh, Jamal kind of did what he needed to. Um, his game was like not as complete as we needed it to be, unfortunately. Like, um, I mean, I think you've said it a lot. Like, he has sort of a chaotic energy that can lift the team up, but also sort of like can scramble the team at times. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to like really nitpick him too much because uh, he just rose up so so much on the offensive side and gave us exactly what we needed there. You know, if we were able to get a little bit of uh, the two man game, our beloved two man game, we've seen I think zero times this year. But with he and Jokic, 
Uh, Jokic being out like just changes what Jamal does on the court so much. Um, it, I don't know. It just, I still, th- I mean, I, I still can't believe they didn't pull that game out. I was sure they were going to do it mm-hmm. when they, as soon as they went up, we hit that three with like two minutes left. It was like, okay, well, here it is, second night of a back to back. The the Suns are going to uh, go out just like the Nuggets did against uh, Sacramento a few days before. I mean, it's just like the way it's set up for the NBA to go uh, on these stupid back to backs. Uh, it's just the, the Nuggets are just so chaotic at the moment. They just don't they just don't make a lot of sense at a lot of times. Yeah. I, another thing, last year we were talking about this as the game happened. The Nuggets, one of the best, I think the second best team in the clutch last year, the number one team, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Not because of the Thunder players, because of Chris Paul. And, of course, you see that tonight. I mean, he Denver, I thought, outclosed the Phoenix. They just were starting from so far behind that they caught – Almost all the way back up, but not quite. And then Chris Paul good enough to make just enough plays yeah. down the stretch, including a very impressive final bucket falling away that was smooth. Something to, to D-Line's point that I was just thinking about throughout the game. The Phoenix Suns just make so much sense on paper. They really do. How their roster is constructed. Um, the shooters around Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. Um, so the true. defensive personnel that they brought in. And I know the Nuggets were missing Michael Porter Jr. tonight and probably will be missing him for a couple games, but... The Nuggets roster construction, it's not perfect. You know, it, it there's some Jeez, man. weird elements to this roster for sure. And you've got a shooting guard right now who can't shoot. You've got Will Barton who doesn't look healthy to me. And the bench, it didn't really make sense to us on paper when uh, the season opened. And it hasn't made sense so well, far. Well, we so. have to take a bit of an L because we, we got more optimistic about it. You're right yeah. that when it happened, we were low on it as, as we saw it in the preseason. Maybe like, oh, okay, the ball's going to get popping. But, I mean, there is there is no – for me personally, there's no optimism for that bench. It's not a like, you know, oh, just a couple more games and we're going to start seeing this or that. Like, I think Denver's going to have to – find a new approach with these guys meaning maybe a different combination of players and what? some g- good players cut out some not so good players might have to get elevated just to hope that the so, fit so is what better you, what, i mean what is your ideal well, bench lineup if you had to- no we gotta i love that question but we gotta take a break because that's mm. this is a whole the bench is gonna be our whole next topic it's that big it's of gonna a topic. be actually our whole show it might uh, be the rest of the show as well it might be the rest of the show but let's take our first break i didn't mean to interrupt it it's a good question but um let's do our first break yeah, well, I'm actually excited about this because I've never gotten to talk about this company because I haven't been doing the reads. Uh, um, it's been weird, uh, but oh yeah, Hassle Cattle Company. Um, Hassle Cattle Cattle Company equals hassle free meat for life. I um, I, we were fortunate to get a delivery. I think we all did from Hassle Cattle Company. The Wagyu beef that they've got is absolutely top notch. Like, I, I don't know. I've never been one to like just cook up a steak for dinner. Like, I don't know. It's just not something I've done a lot in my <laughs> life. But, I mean, you put one of those on the stove and, like, it's sublime. It, it's awesome stuff. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank, two jerky flavors. I've had the uh, the New York strip. I've had the bacon. And um, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so can't recommend stuff. these guys um, enough. Uh, if you guys use promo code DNVR10 uh, at HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, you guys will get uh, 10% off. And any orders over $200, you will receive free shipping. So check them out. You guys won't be disappointed. It's awesome meat. Um, it's an awesome company as well. Also, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. A lot of us go there to get our teeth cleaned, to get cavities filled. 
couple of us have gotten our wisdom teeth out from there. Great people, great at what they do. They care about you as a customer. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush from them when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Conveniently located just uh, 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Hit them up today. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. All right. Um, guys, if Brennan, you watch- Brennan vote is here and ready as well. He's already freaking ready. Should we go there? Should we go there now? I guess we can. <laughs> God, Before- sound less excited. <laughs> well, it's just so fast. I mean, I don't know how it takes you like 40 minutes. I don't know what's happening. Brendan vote much more efficient no, than uh, Harrison would. Uh, but before we do, guys, we've got the haters in the in the chat tonight with the down haters so in the building. Give it haters in the building. Hey, we're we're mad just like you guys are upset about this game, man. This one we. You know, we don't hide it. We we like to see the Nuggets win, so we're as upset. So counteract them. Give us a like. Get us a subscribe. Yeah, man. I also, the onus is on me to get us up a 1,000 subscribers by the end of the month, so if you're not subscribed, <laughs> help me out. Subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. I don't want to have to have I don't want a tough review at the end of January with the give boss, man. Like. Uh, all right. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we go to the hotline here and bring in uh, Brendan Vote? Brendan. You, you ready? I can come back later. <laughs> <laughs> I was just shocked at how quickly you I'm excited done. to see you, Brendan. I'm excited to see so, you. So, honestly, what should we read into this that the interviews are done already? Uh, Michael Malone wanted to get going. That's Is that Ryan Blackburn? That's Ryan Blackburn, who's on his way out as Michael Malone was <laughs> eager to be tonight. So I think that's why we Sh- got going. Shouts to that. Blackburn. All right, so Michael Malone was eager to get out of the building. Is that what you think? He was eager to get started. I was about, let's go, let's go, let's go, I believe, were the first things he <laughs> said when he sat down. So, Wow, wow. So I take it the mood from Michael Malone was uh, not great. No, it wasn't. Uh, he was reflective. He was not deflective. He, he owned up uh, his, own, his own responsibility here, said he needs to coach a lot better. But, quote, I don't know if we've yet to put together a 40-minute game, end quote. He said he loved the energy and how hard they played. But look, this isn't year one or two. This was a team that was in the Western Conference Finals last season. So we really shouldn't be talking about things like effort and heart. It's about wins. Um, so right now, that's just where it's heads at. It sucks to be one and four. So, so effort and heart, okay. I could see some of that. Do you mean heart and Stein? I, I was going to say, it felt <laughs> more like he – it feels – we're talking about it more as a bench problem. I mean, this has been several games now, but tonight maybe no game more demonstrated that. Um, did he talk about the bench? And when he's talking about effort and heart, do you think he's specifically referencing that group, the second unit? Well, he did like that group in the third quarter, which was sort of a mix, right? That one on that run, I believe. Hardenstein yep. was after Jokic and Chow foul trouble, yep. Yeah, but he, I mean, look, a big theme of this, this availability was talking about how the bench just hasn't been good enough. Um, you know, he said he's going to have to look at the film. He takes responsibility. A lot of the sort of cliche answers there didn't get too specific as to what it is that's holding them back. But he sees what the rest of us do, that it's game five and he's already leaning heavily on his starters. Mm. He wanted to, you know, he's staggering Jamal and Jokic, but he, he shouldn't, he feels he shouldn't have to lean on these guys as heavily as he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably like my top worry right now that, Jokic and Murray after a short off season are yeah. just going to get run down, you know, during this grueling regular season. That's, that's where a lot of games are packed into not a lot of, uh, of time. Like it's a legit worry for sir. I almost feel like Jamal Murray had to reset his mind tonight felt like a different, I know Murray's had the Murray flurry in a couple of these games, but tonight felt like the first night he was locked in, mm-hmm. yep, meaning yep. like he was like, this is important. I'm playing like it actually matters. He always goes start. off against Phoenix too. So, but I felt like it was a reset. And I wonder if part of what you're talking about, the short off season, I wonder if it was for him this like, 
we can't ease into this. We have to go and, and his F attempt to do that. But to your point, 40 minutes, we're on game five. Like there's, there's 67 more games of this. Like, I don't know, man, it is concerning. Um, what else did Malone point out in his post game? He did talk about Jamichael Green, you know, small sample size, but he said that's what we envisioned when we signed Jamichael, end quote, talking about that rebounding toughness and the ability to spread the floor. Um, so that was pretty much the lone positive, guys. He did like the way Jamichael looked, but again, that's marred by a collective effort from that second unit that, once again, just wasn't good enough. And, and that's really what we talked about, the bench and, and, and basically just Malone and everyone taking responsibility and admitting that no matter how you slice it, one and four isn't good enough. Did he mention if Jamichael Green was on a minutes limit at all? Because, I mean, only 12 minutes. I thought he would have played more. He did not, and he was not asked that question. So I guess we were missing you today, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh, question about the foul challenge? I mean, he, the, maybe the bro it was confusing us watching from the broadcast, but it looks so obviously a foul on Jokic that they challenged, and it looked like some of the previous ones maybe weren't fouls and he didn't challenge. Did he kind of clarify what he was thinking? He did not clarify. Uh, he did say that, you know, sometimes he gets explanations from the officials when he asks. Some explanations are better than others. Um, didn't really want to go into it too much, but he did not talk much about his the rationale and his challenges tonight. Um, I'll just add, I thought it was weird the way he challenged that last foul in the third and not the ones earlier. In the it was such weird. a clear foul. Like, he just elbows yeah, him in I the face. So like, I think and, what and they were saying after... on the broadcast, what Scott Hastings and Chris Morrow were saying was, Denver was trying to point out that there was a defensive foul that happened before, before right. which the offensive foul. And there wasn't, there right, wasn't which there really wasn't. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, they were just grasping at straws at that point. Yeah. I mean, the I thing mean, about the happened. NBA uh, fouls or the challenge system is they so rarely turn over foul. I mean, yeah. last, last season it, it was needs such to a be joke. out of bounds. Like, it's really what you the, challenge. The one, the one that we saw overturned on Gary tonight was like the one that, that you see overturned, which was just right. like so clearly, right. clearly, clearly not a foul. Even had Malone challenged those previous ones, they wouldn't have overturned them. There's no chance. Yeah, probably. I don't think refs want to make those decisions when it comes down to points. And I wonder if Malone would have better luck, you know, challenging those plays that are more about. Hey, that was Yoke's third, and he didn't need to pick it up, or his fourth. You know, as right, opposed right. to trying to take two points off the board. But I digress. Um, who else spoke tonight? Jamal Murray spoke. He was a lot more confident than Michael Malone. And I asked him, you know, how much of the second unit struggles can be ascribed to or attributed to the, the slow start or the lack of an off season, lack of a training camp. And he was adamant that look, this is a different season. And he said, not everyone has had the same amount of time off. Said the Nuggets are focused on getting right at their own pace, and he feels like they're close. They're going to get those wins. Um, it's little things. Focus. He feels like, you know, every time they're on a run, there's just like some little mental lapse or something that throws them off. So he doesn't think they're playing poorly. He thinks they're very close, and and he's really stressing that if there's ever been a season where you're patient in terms of giving these guys to develop, it's this one. So. Yeah, and he's not wrong about that. There is a bigger margin of error because 10 teams get invited to the dance. So, you know, you, you yeah, hope but you if the Nuggets drop to the seven or eight like that. Of course, a, that's of course. But hey, man, it's one and four. And I'm not there's a lot of season yeah. left. Obviously, this can all this stuff can change. But yeah. I'm just saying if you really want to look back at the big picture. For sure. But one thing I'll say to kind of defend Jamal Murray's comment there. As I'm watching the game tonight and watching them come back in that fourth quarter and watching just how the all of these games have gone. They just needed Murray. He was the one missing piece. They've got Jokic and Murray, and that's good enough for, like, that's good enough to tow an enormous anchor. Like, this bench unit is atrocious, and they still yeah. can almost win with it. Mm -hmm. So I understand Murray's 
how he feels because when he's on the court, especially with Jokic, they are good. Right. Right. The Nuggets don't need the bench unit to be a plus. Right. They might not even need it to just, just be an average. Like they don't. They don't need it to be zero. They need it to be like negative. Yeah. Two or three on a nightly basis, yeah. you know? Yeah, like you, you can lose, but not just get obliterated. Right, right, right. You can't get beat that bad. Yeah, what else did Murray have to say? Or, or is there other people that talked? It was a lot of the same for Murray. I mean, that's mostly what he talked about. We also heard from Jermichael Green, uh, who was bummed they didn't get the win, but with a smile on his face told us he was excited to be back out there, was tired of sitting on the sidelines. Uh, and a big theme from Jermichael, again, was the same thing. You know, the second unit, he says... They are figuring it out on the fly. He said, we, we did not have time to play together to get to know each other. They still don't. And so to your guys' point, what you were just saying, he's confident that once the second unit figures this out, if the second unit figures this out, that Denver's going to be a dangerous team again. Because that, to, to, to what you guys were just saying, that's really the difference right now. Murray and Yoke looked good enough. Porter looked good when he was playing. So give these guys some time is the message, I think, from the guys on the second unit. They see what we see, but... They're confident they can turn it around. Yeah. Man, uh, anybody else speak or was that it? That's it. It was a short one, guys. <laughs> what were people saying around Pepsi Center? And, and I know the vibe is weird. This is your first time there, and I, you were texting us, telling us the vibe is extremely it strange. It is weird, fellas. It is weird. There's no one here. So to answer your question, I can't answer your question. I don't know. There's no one to talk to. Um, <laughs> so weird, it's, man. It's, I got to say, it's got to be a lot easier when you're a team like the Celtics and you can just drop all of your title banners. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Nuggets just went with Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets. They could that drop those Northwest <laughs> Division banners. Yeah, yeah Northwest exactly. Division banners. There you were, they like could drop the uh, Colorado Mammoth banners. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're somewhere up there. <laughs> Mammoth had a good run there. They had a really nice they were run. Good. Very, yeah. very good run. Good team. Uh, well, what, do you have any other notes for us? I mean, you know – we we've kind of haven't even gotten to our bench and some of the issues here, but before you know you get out, do you want to tell us what you think is is ailing this team tonight? I actually thought the defense was a little bit better tonight. I mean, it yeah. doesn't seem that way results wise, but Phoenix hit a lot of contested shots. Yeah. Now, I'm saying this. I realize how many teams are going to walk into Ball Arena, shoot the lights out. Okay, that's a pattern. Yeah, it's right? Ball Arena for a reason. <laughs> right, but I, I agree with Murray in that I thought they were a little bit closer tonight. I, I, I do defensively, and Phoenix just made some tough shots. The reality is I think if the bench is, just plays better, the starters pull this thing out. So it's getting closer, um, but look, they didn't – Phoenix was on the second game of one of the toughest back-to-backs in the entire schedule, and Denver looked like the sloppier team tonight. So that's a tough pill to swallow. What about Hartenstein's conditioning tonight? Ooh, I, good question. Because I, I actually – it wasn't just that he played bad. I thought he looked exhausted, he and he was. played I nine minutes. Puffing, I don't know what was going on. When he like, sat down, it really looked like he had just. I don't know if like he got stunned or something on that shot he took under the basket, and but like yeah, he couldn't get back or anything. yeah. That was it my was thought weird. as well. That was my thought as well. Wind. It looked like he was slow to get up, maybe slow to catch his breath. You know, he there was a short stretch there where he was out there filling you know Jokic's shoes admirably, but then I thought by the start of the fourth he looked completely gassed and a couple of those threes corner threes were just because he was late getting down so i'm with you i thought he looked exhausted it wasn't even late getting down it looked like he made the conscious decision not to go not out to. there <laughs> like he made a business yeah. decision like that ah, i'm not gonna make it in time i'm, I'm just tired. gonna fall over again yeah yeah um and then i wanted to ask you know rj hampton it was only two minutes but i mean what a shock that he got <laughs> in was there any mention oh, of his minutes tonight 
Yeah, he basically, you know, he was just throwing anything against the wall at that point. The bench looked so poor, but he kind of, in the middle of, of just sort of like bemoaning, he, he snuck in there. I wanted to give him a shot. I thought he's been, I think he's been working so hard. I think that kid has a bright future. Love which that. I thought was an interesting yeah. tidbit. To oh, that's that. a huge tidbit. Love that's that. a great tidbit. Um, that's really good to hear. I guess we're, we're looking for the tiniest morsels of positivity <laughs> yeah, right dude, now. We've gone from Western Conference Finals to RJ Hampton looked good in his three minutes. So. <laughs> delicious morsel. If you would have told me that RJ Hampton would get in a game in significant minutes before Zeke Naji this season, I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think that speaks more to like how poorly the guards have been playing. So, so crazy. I mean, I guess we could talk and – I don't want to put you on the spot for this one because we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, and I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot more down votes here in a moment. But Compazzo tonight, there was a moment in this game where Chris Paul, I thought, made it his personal mission to humiliate Compazzo and succeeded. I thought he, I think he succeeded at that. Yeah, we talked. You know, you, you worry about Faku's height and getting hunted out, right, in mismatches. But what about with Chris Paul, who is also oh, short? Yeah. It didn't really, it doesn't have to be these big bruisers in the playoffs. Yeah, he was hunting him out, looked like he was seeking to embarrass him. Look, the Composo thing to me, it doesn't make a ton of sense with how he's being used. And right. if he is not a floor general, I think it's fair to wonder, well, what was the point? Why is he here? And, you know, he moves his feet so well, but what does it matter if guys can just shoot over the top? So, Faku's got a world of talent. This is a guy who I'm willing to be patient with, but let's call a spade a spade. It, it's just not working out so far. So far, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, so far. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to call a spade a spade here in a minute, and I think we're, I'm going to get a lot of hate because De'Aaron Fox, right mm -hmm. by him. Not, yep. Like, he wasn't even there. Chris Paul purposely seeking him out to go at him. And to your point, you're I right. I have a conspiracy theory on that. Uh, that, that offensively, that offensively, you're right that I think he could be used better, but we were – you know, he was brought over to be a two-way player, yep. offensive and defensive. And so far, it's not just that his defense has been up and down. It's that he's been a minus. He's been an active, like, oh, my God, yep. that guy is a target. He's yep. a mark, and nobody's afraid of him. Yep. And, and, and that's, I think, the real concern. But all right, well, uh, we'll let you get out of uh, Ball Arena, man. Uh, I know that must have not been that <laughs> great. On out. It sounds like it's miserable being at Ball Arena, so we appreciate <laughs> you uh, taking <laughs> yeah, one for the is. team tonight, letting Wind have the night off. For sure, man. Even I wanted to hear more from Wind and less from myself. So it worked out for me. Too. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right, See you, man. Let's hit our last break and then let's really dive into this. I mean, we have, the last segment will be our longest segment because we need to talk about the bench. We're going to talk, obviously, about Compazzo, Hartenstein, Dozier, who, oof, Dozier, not great tonight. But I also, uh, you know, want to talk about Michael Porter and, you know, his absence because it happened yesterday when was it out today this morning this yeah, morning this it was morning. announced yeah this yep. morning that's right is today the first my god this has been a long day <laughs> it's been a long year it's been a long year 2021 can't wait for it to end all right let's take a break on the other side though let's get into the meat of the uh, conversation all right uh DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this upcoming week Sports betting has never been this convenient. That's 100% true. It's almost too convenient. Almost too convenient. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using the promo code DNVR. Uh, check out DraftKings Sportsbook every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boost. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to $1,000. 
That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, uh, Chevalier Morgan. Well, before you go there, guess how I did on my bets tonight? Oh. One all three. Oh. I went through. Oh, I guess it was a success after all. Some of us had a positive. Right, I, went, I went three and two. I Murray and over two. 21. Good job, Murray. Under 220 total points. Won that one. Eight and a half assists for Jokic. Man, how high are they going to have to put these assists for Jokic? Ten and a half, eleven. Ten and a half, eleven. I still might want to go. If, if it was, if you told me I had to bet on it, and they said it was eleven and yeah. a half. I think I'm going to go over. He All had right. seven assists in like three minutes today. Yeah, I think seven in the first quarter. He Ooh. did have seven in the first quarter. If not for uh, those ridiculous fouls, like this would have been a, a monster. Th- there monster was a real moment in the... Jokic. Yeah, there was a real moment in the first quarter where like, could he break Scott Skiles? We were like, is, he, we were like is, is Jokic going to get 40 assists tonight? <laughs> uh, let's see. With Chevalier Mortgage. Um, call Virginia Chevalier directly. 303-257-6578 or visit www.dnvrmortgage.com Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans they are DNVR supporters they're DNVR members they're part of the family they're part of the community Uh, they are a husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial services experience visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice most importantly get set up for a free consultation to discuss all of your options that's dnvrmortgage.com uh buying a house it's it's a process taking out a loan all that stuff's complicated they make it super easy for you guys uh super easy hassle-free uh they're great at what they do so check them out today also i don't think we've done a DraftKings pick of the week this week um so i don't do you guys have one i I, or i can uh Uh, get one going right here Jokic uh assists whenever it's available it was not even on the board to start off with uh, yeah. How did you, you bet Jokic assists? They're they're DraftKings is on to they're on Yo, to they Nikola figured Jokic. out Jokic. Yeah, yeah. They're on to Jokic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, you're right. I went two and zero. Oh. That was from a previous game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jokic is right. not even on the board because it's like so unfair at this point. Dang it! I thought um, I won that one too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, like I, I I personally like I'm I'm on to Murray now. I, I feel like Murray points are going to be something we see a lot of. You might mm-hmm. be onto something. You might uh, be. Onto I think something. I think Mur- I think we've seen the emergence of Murray. I think he's sort of realizing the importance of his uh, presence in the game. And like <laughs> yeah. he can't, you know, he can't sort of push through it because it's the true. Nuggets don't have any. But like after their two big horses, uh, and we still can't quite put all three together. We can't get. A, we a we just GD. can't have nice things. We no. can't get a. We can't get an MPJ. Murray and Jokic game yeah. together yet. It's go, it's coming. So I guess that's our DraftKings pick of the week. Yeah, the yeah. next Nuggets game, this this Timberwolves take matchup against Murray Malik Beasley. Points. Take the Murray points over. Absolutely. That's that's our pick of the well, week. Yeah, against Malik Beasley. There might yeah. be a little back and forth there. I could see it. I would not be surprised. Well, Beasley's going to be gunning for Denver. I would also take the Malik Beasley over oh, points, yeah, too. Yeah, he's going to be... Malik Beasley is going to be headhunting yeah. that game. No 45 doubt. points on 45 shots. 40, oh, for sure. That's a great estimate. Yeah. 45 on 45. Yo, can, I, can I share my Compasso, uh, Chris Paul conspiracy before we get into this here? Please. Okay, so... Where's our conspiracy? Oh, yeah, on. give me that. Give me that. Where, ah, we don't is have it. Side? Where's that at? Oh, no, we don't have the conspiracy uh, hat. Oh, well. All right, pretend I'm wearing the conspiracy hat. So... In the 2012 Olympics, Argentina oh. and the United States played. In that game at the very end, Camposo took a te- cheap shot at Carmelo Anthony. Very end of the USA-Argentina game, he uh, 
closed out on Carmelo Anthony, took a cheap shot on him in the groin, actually. Oh, at the end of that game in Chris the 2012 Paul Olympics. Sounds like an Chris Paul was also shot. on that team. Chris Paul is also good friends with Carmelo Anthony. I I think that he attacked Camposo first and foremost because he, he just like this guy's gonna guard me. Like I want to take this guy every time. I'm gonna get some easy points. But I wonder if if that incident had anything to do with it. I think, you, dude, you don't forget stuff. like that. You don't that. forget stuff like that. You definitely don't yeah. forget stuff like that. Especially um, if you're Chris Paul. Especially who, if you're Chris Paul. For sure. My favorite part about Chris Paul is that like he has this entire like advertising persona where he's like a fun nice oh, guy God. like in real life he's like such a jerk it's yeah, unbelievable yeah he, he really he really is i'm sure it's like he and jake from state farm are out there playing bags or whatever like you know that uh you know that chris paul is like talking trash like is not cute at all it's hilarious he's so good at being a jerk he is he's like a top jerk so you know, Composo's right. It's hard to blame the bench on Composo because he only played four minutes. You know, like, I mean, he was horrible in that four minutes. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Chris Paul's going after him. But, you know, he played so little that it's not like it, it's not just him. I do think that the plan this season was for him to play a lot. And I I don't know that plans can change in four games. What are we in? Five games? I can't remember. We won five four. Games. Five, ga- we're five games. Five games in. One and four. I don't know that things can change so much that you're, you know, okay, now he's no longer part of the plan. Like, I think there's still time or this or that. But, man, the early returns. It's not just that they're not – well, he's got to get adjusted. It's that he's actively looking like a guy that doesn't quite belong on the de- defensive end. And then the offensive end, he looks like he doesn't belong because of Denver's roster construction. Yeah. I, I actually – and I mentioned this on yesterday's pod – I know everybody's going to call me a hater. Hey, somehow people think I don't like Michael Porter. I've said this on the show yesterday. There's only two players, the, the Nuggets, that I've actually been like all in on. Yeah. Jokic and <laughs> Michael know, Porter. Jamal Murray, I'm now all in on, but I was late <laughs> exactly. to that party, right? But I, yeah, You have like a special way of like convincing everybody that you don't like anybody. It's pretty remarkable. I, I, do, have a, I, do, I do do that pretty well. Like, I think Kale thinks you don't like him right now. Well, I mean, Kale, I don't, you know, whatever. But, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Kale. Um, but, yeah, no, so Compazzo... You know, offensively, man, I, I do feel like he could be good if you put the ball in his hands and give him a bunch of shooters. Well, can Denver do that? It's Michael not, Green, yeah. Hartenstein, M- Will Barton eventually, Monte Morse, though, but then Monte Morse so tiny. The, the, the mini lads are a straight bust. You just cannot. That just can't exist. We can't, like, Faku Kampasso only works if he is running the show. There's no other option. Like, he can't play off ball. There's no chance. Like, we can't have uh, PJ Dozier in there with him. Like, we, it needs to be Faku, Will Barton, uh, Jamichael Green, uh, Hartenstein, and then, like, uh, Greg Michael Winnington. Porter Greg Winnington. I mean, Greg Winnington, those I don't know, going to space the floor either. Like, th- this is the thing is, I do think if you were asking me what would work for Faku, it'd be Michael Porter, uh, Jamal Murray. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein, because yeah, I, I do think a rolling big is actually better uh, for his. Saying, like, we saw a lot in the last game where we started to get pick and roll with he and Hartenstein. It was working. It was. That's working. why I said Hartenstein. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're and then I'm saying, trying to put shooters have, around yeah. him. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. But but he'll never play that lineup though. That's the thing is that it doesn't make sense. You're not building lineups around Composo. Like Composo has to find a way to fit into this team. And I just I worry with his size, his physical limitations, and his skill set. I just don't. It doesn't seem to be early returns that he makes sense in a Denver Denver configuration. Yeah. So, I mean, coming into this year, I feel like the Nuggets thought their primary bench lineup was going to be Monte Morris and Faka Campasso in the yeah. in the backcourt, um, Jamichael Green and Isaiah Hartenstein at the four five, at the three, you know, PJ Dozier, 
Will Barton. Neither of those options make sense to me in that yeah. configuration. Golly. It, it, I mean, Michael Porter kind of does. Yeah. The Nuggets have four point guards right yeah, now. They and, can't play him. And they're trying to play like four of those guys together or three of those guys together on their second unit in Morris Camposo and PJ man. Dozier. Can it work? Like, I'm not ready to totally write it off, but I mean. I've written it off, dude. It's done. That's, it's I've written done. it off with those four guys. Like, com- com- Dozier as a four? Like, I mean, but, and also, what part of this, we have to be honest, part of this ha- was, and it wasn't so much tonight, but part of it was Will Barton. Everybody talks about Will Barton off the bench makes sense. He's a six-man gunner, but you don't put a gunner next to Composo. Like, so it, it, that doesn't make sense. This roster is just imbalanced. There's, there's a lot of guards, and... I'm just going to throw this out there. I think if Gary Harris had trade value, I don't know if he's on the Nuggets right now. Yeah. And that would mean you would slide Will Barton to the two. And then, you know, that clears out the guard rotation a little bit. But it's just imbalanced right now. It's (sighs) imbalanced. There's a lot of guards. There's not a lot of wings. And um, I, I... this was has been a worry the whole time, but like Denver getting lit up by opposing small forwards, right. like we saw it on opening night. Harrison Barnes like looked right. incredible. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It's going to be a thing throughout the whole season. Yeah. So interesting question. A lot coming up in the comments relating to what you're talking about with the bench struggles. Why is Zeke Naji not getting a look at either yeah. the three or the four with the wing struggles? It's just because he's a rookie. I yeah. Mean, that's I mean that's just it. Like he's just a rookie. Like it, they'll put Jamichael Green in well before they'll put Zeke Naji and like yeah. and then again like I I really I really I mean I, I keep bringing it up I really want to see Greg uh, Whittington I really want to see this like we you're just so hopeful that he's the new Tory Craig I just want to see him need to confirm he's that. on yeah, the yeah exactly I mean truly like we we need a guy that goes out there and just plays absolute like dogged defense and we'll just get in people's faces create uh, confusion start I mean right now like there's just like people that are just comically wide open just at the rim over and over. You're like, what are we doing? Like, right. what are we doing? It's funny with Zeke Naji, he was really impressive, I thought, in the preseason. And I think you had a couple of clips of this, maybe in a list or that you sent to us, where he was like, had these possession defending wings. Denying, I was on the list, yeah. Denying off the ball. And I'm like, wow, like, could this guy, this guy seems like he's a multifaceted defender. I, what I think it is, and look, he put out, Michael Malone put out uh, RJ Hampton tonight, so who knows? Maybe anything goes. Yeah. And by the way, if he does get minutes, Zeke Naji, it's going to be three minutes at a time. Like, I don't think Malone's going to be like, here's 15 no, I minutes stretch. Yeah, if, if Zeke Naji is giving us like real meaningful minutes, it means that there's been a massive, massive failure, which there has been. There has so, been. <laughs> yeah, if there it, like, been. If, it doesn't, if it doesn't pick up, I mean, I can see it. It's just, it's not going to happen at the beginning of the season. We're five games yeah, in, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why you're not seeing a lot of this stuff, is that you have to let things sort of play out. All of the, the players are saying the same things that we've been saying, where you just have to allow chemistry to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, it's affecting the win-loss column while we're, while we're doing this. You always hope that you learn lessons in a win. Uh, but we're learning lessons, hopefully, uh, and and we're taking L's. So, because you're trying to solve a problem, and Zeke Naji is a mystery box. It's not yeah. a like maybe he'll do this. It's like we have no idea what he'll do because he's literally never played. So it, R.J. Hampton was that tonight. I mean, it's it was great. only two minutes, but you know what name we haven't even mentioned tonight? Not once. Bull Bull. I think Bull Bull. We <laughs> we might have seen the last of him in the rotation it, for quite a bit. His weaknesses happen to overlap with the Denver's biggest weakness, right? So. It's like, oh, maybe he can do all of these things, but it's going to be a liability defensively. But it's like that's exactly what's plaguing everybody else on the Nuggets roster right now. So yeah. 
he might get pushed back. Um, Jermichael Green, I did think, did some nice things tonight. I mean, he Definitely. goes two of two from the three-point line, three of three overall. He only plays that 12 minutes to your point, but he gets eight points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal. Did have three turnovers, which is kind of surprising. Four fouls also. Four fouls the also. The whistle tonight was The whistle tonight was, was rough, but again, Denver put themselves in that position. Yeah. And then the other guy that I think is worth mentioning tonight was P.J. Dozier because you guys listen to me. He was a team worst minus 15, and it felt like it tonight, mm. in large part because he played so many minutes. But my biggest complaint with P.J. Dozier is that he's – not quite as good as he thinks he is. I think he's a. I think if he accepted the Tory Craig role, mm-hmm. he could be very good at that. Tory yeah. Craig esque at it, but he thinks he's a little bit better than that. Yeah. And there was just so many plays tonight where he's you're like pressing, pressing, pressing. So he's in hard. a much more magnified offensive role than he should be, probably. Right. Like Will Barton clearly didn't have it tonight, or well, and he was a starter. It seemed like P.J. Dozier was trying to be like the focal point of the second unit tonight, right. didn't it? Yeah, it really did. There's been yep. a couple games like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny. Like, we've lauded and, and, and we've awarded him the nickname P.J. Composure, uh, and he's not really displaying it. Like, he's, no. he's gone out there and he's just trying to make things happen that uh, aren't there. Um, and it, it already – you know, when the ball is in his hand, it like you, you, you kind of cringe already right. at this point in the season. Which is I, not- This is going to make Nuggets fans hurt. It's going to hurt me to say it. But I think Alex Caruso, I've talked about this over the summer, had one of my favorite quotes. He said, why do guys succeed in the G League but not in the NBA? And he said, because most guys think that they're here to be a star. And they're trying to show, like, hey, look what I can do. I can do this. He's like, if you're in the G League, odds are you're trying to become the role player. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they want to find the role player. And I think that P.J. Dozier is such a great example of this. He's so talented. And he was a highly recruited high school player, as most NBA players, but not all. But he as a high, as a high school guy. So he went from being a guy everybody was like, future star, future star, future star. He's old enough now to, I think, know that, hey, Star is probably not in the cards, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that as derogatory. It's just like, hey, you can have a 12, 13, 14-year career because I think he's a talented player, but w- what you have to start molding yourself into probably isn't what you think, and it's you need to mold yourself into this really good backup guard that can be a multi-tool and do a bunch of different things, and more often than not, that's not score. That's not ball handler taking more than two or three dribbles at a time. Usually it's one dribble at a time or to keep the ball yeah. moving, and he just – some nights he does it, and that's the thing. In the playoffs last year, he wasn't playing. So that when was he the perfect role for him, because when he got in, he knew exactly what he was in there for. Like yeah. I'm only in here to do this thing, and he would do it. So very concerned with PJ Dozier because I just feel like there's an acceptance with him and what his role needs to be. Um, moving on from the bench, though, can I can I say one more thing about the bench, please? please. Um, my like, I think the ideal way the bench unit would run. And honestly, even thinking back to last year and the year before, the Monte Morris Mason Plumley pick and roll was kind of at the core of the bench unit's offense. And um, I feel like doesn't Hartenstein have to play more than than nine minutes? And like yeah, he plays, weird, he plays man. only nine minutes in a game where Jokic was in total foul trouble and only played so thirty. And I've got to think a lot of that has to do with just who Phoenix was tonight, and they play a lot of small ball. But so do a lot of NBA teams. And like the Minnesota Timberwolves, Nuggets have two games against the Timberwolves coming up. They play super small as well. They play like Jarrett Culver as their starting four. And um, I, I just like wonder what the bench unit offense is going to look like if it's not, you know, a Monte Morris Hartenstein pick and roll, because I think that can be a good combo yeah. or a Faku Hartenstein pick and roll. And I feel like Denver came into the season wanting him to play a bigger role than he has so far. He was kind of rough tonight, though. But I do agree with you that part of what we're talking about with this bench unit is just identity. And yeah. if it was the composo Hartenstein pick and roll, 
It'd be like, oh, okay, let's see that. But we just haven't. We we see that like one out of every ten possessions with that. Group. Yeah, I don't. Why why are we not seeing that? Yeah, I don't why know. are we that 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 to me like that was like a a stretch of about four minutes that I was like, okay, like I okay I can see this like. Faku's got the ball in his hand. Barton's playing off. Uh, he's stretching the floor a little bit. We're getting some pick and roll with Hartenstein. It's it's working to a, a certain degree. Yeah. Like okay, I can see it. And like I haven't seen anything like that since. It, like if you told me like what the bench unit was even trying to play like, it, like I I don't even I have no idea. It's just guys are just kind of swirling around and standing still at the same time. Like <laughs> I I. I don't know what PJ Dozier's role is. I I have absolutely no idea what Faku Campazzo's role is. Um, Monte Morris looks great like he always does. I mean, I got nothing, guys. I have yeah. no idea. I, I, I don't know what they're supposed to be doing, and they clearly don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like units, especially second units, oftentimes need to build a foundation, and then you add off of it. So the foundation... To your point, would be nice if it was. Yes. Let's master this thing. Yep. And then we'll add in these other wrinkles. But it really is like Faku has the ball now. This possession, Dozier's the point guard this time. Now Barton, and mostly it's Barton to be honest. Before tonight, it was Barton with it. Mm-hmm. And I want to go over to that now because coming into the season, I thought there were two things above all. There's really three things. The bench to me was third, but I think it's now first. The Michael Porter and his integration into the team was up there, and you could argue that's number one too. We'll talk about him last. But then the second thing to me, the second most important thing was Gary Harris slash Will Barton. And remember, Gary Harris had just been bad for so long offensively that we didn't know what you would get out of him. And then Will Barton, we didn't know if he was healthy. He had a good preseason, I thought, where it looked health-wise. I don't think he's healthy, guys. And you get tonight from Will Barton and Gary Harris a combined nine points. Um, it was such a rough night offensively. One of seven from Barton, two of nine from Gary. Now, both of them did have very good um, defensive moments, and Will Barton at least provides you five rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block. Like he, he did some things, right? Yeah. Okay, it's so confu- you hear about guys like Jason Kidd, like come into the league and they they don't have a jump shot, they find it over time. Like Gary Harris is going in the exact opposite direction. He has lost his jump shot entirely, and it's not coming back. Like it's so confusing. He had a big wide open three from the cor- corner cor- from the corner in this game spot. down the stretch. That was a very pivotal pivotal miss and. Yeah, they go. They combine for 0-5, and those are basically two shooting guards, right? And they are the only two guys in your starting lineup that don't make a three tonight, which yeah. is, which is something. So, but but with Barton, you know, I I think he's been really bad last couple games, and I think that, you know, I've been a very pro Barton guy, continue to be. I don't think he's healthy, man. And we know this from two years ago. He's playing. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the playoffs two years ago, where. Barton's game just doesn't scale down that well, and yeah. tonight he wasn't too aggressive. I mean, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I'm 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 concerned about those two guys because I think they're both not as bad as the bench, but they're also just not positives. You know what? I actually something just dawned on me. You know what the problem was tonight? This goddamn gnome. Oh no! <laughs> was pointed in the wrong direction the entire night. I cannot believe we blew it. Oh, we did blow it. We're so sorry, Ava. So we're so sorry. We're sorry, Nuggets Nation. Ugh. Um. So those guys really concern me. Um. We guess we get to Michael Porter now. He's out this game, and it sounds like three more. We don't know the exact number just yet because we don't actually know the details. I mean, they said that it's for COVID protocols. He was exposed to someone with COVID. I think that was the official line that we've gotten. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he himself has COVID. 
but I it also think, has not been confirmed. It has yeah. not been confirmed one way or the other. Right. The way it has been talked about from Shams and uh, with the Athletic and and you know the people reporting, I think even Mike Singer was that they you know the next four games, meaning tonight and and three more. Which look, man, I just did this big and passion podcast <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> 2021 sucks. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say it right now. Podcast while hanging out with somebody with COVID. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool, man. Uh, just talking about how the challenge in front of Denver is all about getting, and it still is, about getting familiar with him and this or that. And it just sucks that that now goes on hold because let's be honest. My hope is that three games from now, Denver has some momentum and mm-hmm. some chemistry going. And so to have to... The, do the next three games become this like little limbo and then he comes back and then it's like now we reset the chemistry part it's, yo can you believe how big every game feels right now it's, I know it is funny like uh, pressure, I was like, thinking about that earlier like it the, it feels like the, I mean the pressure is mounting which is it's comical, really but it's be, like but yeah. I mean I don't know this is such a strange season in the NBA it really like there are so many teams that you thought were going to be good that suck and so many teams that you didn't think of much of that are like good which is every year but um, this like weird no off season is like it's affecting a lot of players. Yeah. It's, it's affecting a lot. What what sucks about Porter being out at this moment is that this whole season I, I've said this, but and you've said it too. The number one priority was getting him and Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic on the same page, and we all knew that wasn't going to come overnight. It was going to be a slow build, and that's what this regular season was going to be about. And when you put a hiccup like the the him missing games this early if you put that on the table already it's just kind of a roadblock you know and porter had a great game the other night obviously jamal murray wasn't in the lineup but <laughs> Can't get it to go. but this whole season was was about a slow build getting those three yeah. you know on the same page taking steps to get those three comfortable playing with one another and this is just a setback Right. It's a setback it in is, that process. That's what it is. Is a setback as a team that's already kind of suffered a few setbacks yeah. because of how the ball's bounced and a few different things. So, um, you know, it, all this to say, they are one and four. Like the sky isn't falling for them. It's just, I guess the sky is falling, but it has a long way to fall yet. <laughs> the sky is way up there still. The sky, yeah, but it is. It is in a downward. It is in a downward, a downward fall <laughs> it, at the moment. Uh, it's unfamiliar territory because. These yeah, guys have gotten really off to great starts so true. over the last couple of years. That's been a staple of this team. So it's just weird seeing them struggle out of the gate. Silver lining, Murray looked absolutely fantastic tonight. Yep. And he's had little pockets where he's looked good. I thought this was the first time he looked good most for at least most of the game. And then Jokic, foul trouble aside, I thought also looked absolutely fantastic. So your two best players, you know, we talked about this being the best years of their career. And I, I still think that that is likely to be what happens with them this year. But everything else on the margins is just such a mystery right now and you know the clock's ticking they do have some winnable games coming up a home and away against the timberwolves <laughs> yeah you gotta take advantage of these without games. carl anthony towns for sure i mean these should be this should be two wins it should be oh my god no, no carl anthony towns this should be two wins so the DraftKings pick of the week is <laughs> Jokic rebounds or assists if they're available <laughs> be two wins so Denver has an opportunity here, and you can hit the music here, Kale. But Denver has an opportunity to kind of right the ship. But man, it just feels like they, the 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 issues with them are mounting, and they really got to figure and out. They're so thing. glaring too. They're so loud. They're so loud. They're so loud. Do you think we see a drastically different? Is there a move Malone makes with the second unit that changes things? Maybe that's the same personnel, but staggered. Is there something different about the next game? Well, the problem with Porter being out, that kind of limits your staggering a little bit it limits your flexibility a little bit so 
I'd say no. <laughs> I, I'd say no. I, I'd say we see this bench unit again, to yeah. be honest. What do you think, Eric? Maybe because I just don't know what the move is. I know. I feel that There's way There's not an obvious move out there. Well, I, I think more minutes for Green. Although, if he gets yeah. four fouls in 11 seconds or whatever, that probably... He had one really tough one on him tonight, too. That was some weird Yeah, one. I mean, I, I think... Uh, Inserting him in a meaningful way in that second unit is going to be key to really trying to get that defensive identity going. Like, I just want—I want to see Faku running the show, or I don't want him on the floor. Like, just that—that's it, you know. And then, um, <laughs> beyond that, like, I just don't know what you do, man. I just—I'm I, I, at a loss with this with this bench unit. Yeah. Hey, you get two wins against Minnesota. You beat Dallas on um, Serbian Christmas. Things are looking a lot different. Man, it all changes on Orthodox Christmas, baby. <laughs> Get us back to even. And then the real season begins. Am I right? Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Of course, don't forget, this is also a podcast. If you miss, I, like I said, I do podcasts in between these live shows. So you might have missed yesterday's show um, on Michael Porter and on a lot of the themes. Even though he's out, it's still pertinent stuff. So if you missed it, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, and then just subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher. Pod, what, is Stitcher around still? I don't know. I don't know. But apply it. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, follow us on Geo Spotify. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> SoundCloud. Uh, you can buy our mixtape up on Bandcamp. Can I see, find us on MySpace. Would you <laughs> MySpace. Space throw really throw us right a now. like on YouTube, guys, and drown out the but haters. Do, yeah, do, do drown out the haters. Yeah, we got the haters six, out in full. Yo, six, six haters today. 104 likes, but six haters. I mean, we're, uh, we're picking up haters. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Sunday night. Hey guys, I want to tell you about Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group, the local, right there in Lakewood, just a couple minutes outside of Denver, family-owned, best damn dentist in all of Colorado. That's right, family-owned, local, Denver sports fans, DNVR subscribers, you know them. If you're looking for a dentist or maybe you haven't gone for a while, check out Green Mountain Dental Group because when you do, when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush. I was in the grocery store this week. And I saw the Sonicares on the shelf. They're like $200 for the top, and they're $100 toothbrush. You go there and get your cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you get a free one. That's a hell of a deal. So check them out. And, of course, local, family-owned Green Mountain Dental Group.